Well, let me put it like this. There are Jews in the world. There are Buddhists. There are Hindus and Mormons and then There are those that follow Mohammed's but I've never been one of them I'm a Roman Catholic And have been since before I was born And the one thing they say about Catholics is They'll take you as soon as you're warm You don't have to be a six-footer You don't have to have a great brain You don't have to have any clothes on your A Catholic the moment Dad came because every sperm is sacred, every sperm is great. If a sperm is wasted, God gets quite irate. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Mom's Movie Night Podcast with your host, Daniel, and my mom, Nora. What's up, peeps? Hope everyone is doing well. This week, <laughs> for episode 52, wow, we are going to visit another Monty Python movie. This one is The Meaning of Life from 1983. <laughs> Meaning of Life. Oh, my God, this movie. It was so weird. It was, it was a strange so weird. one. It was a strange one. <laughs> um, off the top, one of the things that differentiated this movie to prior Monty Python movies that we have discussed is that uh, unlike the Holy Grail or right the King Arthur uh, one, and then the Life of Brian. Life of Brian. Like this one is more like a series of sketches yes. than one overall like Movie. feature film. Right, right. Um, and I think that was one of the things that kind of made me not enjoy this movie as right. compared to the others. Yeah, so it goes like it's the stages of life that are thrown there. They're being told through you. Th- through these sketches and songs and stuff. And it's supposed to be like seven parts of life, like the birth and growing up and war and the middle age. And then organ transplants for some reason, old age and then death. And they're just, it starts off weird. Like as soon as it starts, you see these fish in this big old fish tank and they have human faces and they're just, Saying hello to each other. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And then they're seeing themselves. The 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 aquarium that they're in mm-hmm. is like in a restaurant. So they're looking at their friends getting eaten and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just so weird. This movie was like the very beginning threw me off. Yeah, with like the, the bankers <laughs> and that like revolt and become like pirates and kind of take on like corporations. Yeah, um, that was weird. That was strange. Yes. We were like, what the hell are we watching? 
Especially because there wasn't any kind of clear, deep explanation. Why they were there. Yeah. They were just showing these old men, like, with those old adding machines and stuff. And it made them look like like they were in a slave ship. Yeah. Because they were, like, rowing, you know? Like a Ben-Hur movie. Yeah, like a Ben-Hur movie. And then you see them all, like, in this office. And these, like, young guys are just, like, overlooking all their, like, quotas and shit. And they're just, like... You know, and then they Working revolt. like dogs and they revolt, yes. <laughs> and it's weird because, yeah, so then this, these old men become pirates and they, yeah, they go to corporate America and they crash this ship into a building. And then you're wondering, what am I watching? Is this supposed to be the movie? Like, yeah, like is this some so... kind of take on corporate America? Yeah. That's like, <laughs> is that the meaning of life? Yeah, it was very. Like, you can't take the money with you, so you might as well spend it. I don't know. It was just so weird. It was and that's so how weird. it started, right? Yeah, and then it goes. The second scene is birth, right? So then you see these doctors. Like, there's a lady giving birth, and these doctors are all there, you know, ignoring the poor lady. Yeah. And then they're talking about some machine. The ping machine. The ping machine that pings, you know? And they bring it into the delivery room. And the lady's here, you know, having a baby. And nobody's taking care of her. And then the CEO shows up. And he's like, oh, you're using the machine we just bought. And they're like, yeah, the ping machine. And, you know, all this is going on in the delivery room. And the poor lady's over here like, help. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I watching? It was yeah. like that throughout the whole damn movie. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, they're very intellectual. Yeah. They're making these jokes that are very kind of highbrow kind of jokes. Yeah. You know? And that particular scene is more about, like, how hospitals and hospital managers really uh-huh. care about, you know... The expenses and how much money the hospital's making instead of actually the care for the patients. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's 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 funny. It's sad but true. It's satire for sure. Yeah, but it's true to this day. Yeah, for For anybody that's worked in hospital or hospital settings, that's a very common thing. Yeah. But at the same time, that's kind of like how the movie's introduced in terms of like, well, here, welcome baby to this world (laughs) where nobody really cares about you. Gives a shit. (laughs) And then... The next scene is like a Roman Catholic man who gets fired. So then he goes home and he has to tell his family that, you know, he got fired. And yet this man has a shitload of kids, like hundreds of children. And he wants to sell them for scientific experiments. And they're all like, oh, you know, like, but yet he's like literally has... Hundreds and hundreds of kids. But the only reason he does have hundreds of kids... Is because he doesn't um, because have they safe don't, sex. Well, yeah, they don't, they believe, don't believe in birth control. And, yeah. yeah, and so they sing the song that every sperm counts. Yeah. <laughs> every sperm is sacred. Yeah, every sperm is sacred. Every sperm is sacred. And it's a big production. Like yeah, they go down the, Yeah, they're over here going down the, the street and everybody's singing it. Yeah. And it's like, what? Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, so, you know, it's a <laughs> play on abortion yeah. and, you know, women's reproductive rights yeah. and how the Catholic Church and other churches <laughs> like frown on 
yeah. reproduction rights and abortion and like you yeah. know ending t- uh, like pregnancies and stuff. So yeah, this poor man loses his job, but now he has to sell of, his kids. Yeah, so regardless of circumstances, yeah. you, you know, and you got to have the baby regardless. So there's this household <laughs> where they're coming out of like everywhere, the cabinets, cabinets and everywhere there's cl- a bed. Yeah, they're and- packed, packed to the rims, <laughs> and they're all his kids. And, <laughs> They're going over this song, and it was, yeah, like, it was, what is going on here? And then the guy next door that's observing everything, he's like, oh, well, we're Protestants, and we can wear condoms. And he's over here talking about having safe sex, and then the wife is, like, like getting all, like, really, really, can we, can we? That kind of thing, and he's just talking about it, but not doing anything. Yeah. And they're Protestants, you know? It's just so weird, dude. Yeah, so you got, like, a commentary on, you know... Why? Religious dogmas, Catholicism, <laughs> Protestants, corporations, you it's know, and then from there, all over the place. Then it goes to like the the schoolboy. Uh, yeah, the scene, sex education, the sex education scene. Yeah, so it's like the sex education scene. It's like all these boys in like a boys' school, right, with the uniforms and shit, and then teenage boys. Yeah, teenage boys, and then they're in sex education. So then, John Cleese. He's the professor, and he's talking about it. And then his wife shows up in the classroom, and then they're actually going to have sex in front of the boys. And yeah. it's weird because the wife just goes in there. And they, ha- they have a fucking king-size bed in there. Yeah. And the wife starts taking off her clothes, and he starts taking off his clothes. And they're going to get into it. And you see all the boys are like, they're not, a lot of them aren't even into it. They're just like bored. It's like, like a way someone would nude... Like, go nude for, like, an art class. Right. It's more scientific and, you know, more than, like, oh, like, sexy or anything. It's not pornographic. It was more, like, a how-to on how to have sex. Yeah. But for a marriage couple where there's no, like, love in their relationship. And it's just, like... It's just routine. Like, all right. Exactly. I'm ready. You know? Go at it. Five minutes later, he's done. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit. And this is what... You know, sex, sex is, is gonna be like for everybody <laughs> essentially. It was just so weird. This movie was everywhere, and some of the animation it kind of reminded me of the wall because it had exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't the same. Um, well, it's Terry artist. Gilliam. Yeah, Terry Gilliam, the one of the Monty Python members. He's like one of the writers and the animator. So he's the one that does all the intros. I wouldn't be surprised if he's he the one that on did the, the intros for Life of Brian. He's, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But so, I mean, the wall itself, the like, movie, because uh, some of those flowers that turn into vaginas were exactly like the ones from Pink Floyd, The Wall. A lot of that animation looked exactly have. like it. Let's look into that. Yeah. But, but oh, that man. was weird. <laughs> then, that was weird. And then what else was weird? Oh, the big guy. What was his name, Mr. Crioli or whatever? Yeah. Oh, my God. That scene was so disgusting, Mr. dude. Mr. Criosetti? Criosette? Uh, Criosette, yeah. Criosette? Yeah. Yeah, the fat. Oh, he's like fat bastard. Yeah, he's like fat bastard. Yeah. That he eats a lot, but then he throws it all up. Dude, they used 900 gallons of premixed vomit to do that scene. That's disgusting. It was disgusting. They actually created a catapult. Uh, to fucking haul 20 to 30 fucking gallon size puke into these fucking... It's <laughs> nasty. You know how I told you in the yeah. other movie, Detroit Rock City, how yeah. I can't stand 
watching no, puke. And that was just one little small yeah, scene. That, yeah, that was nothing compared to this shit. <laughs> this guy was so disgusting, dude. Yeah. He would throw up and then he'd continue eating. Oh. And then at the very, like, everybody got puke on him because he explodes after he eats everything in the restaurant. Yeah. It's actually, this movie is actually in the top 10 movies that you shouldn't eat when you're eating. Uh-huh. I mean, that you shouldn't see when you're eating. Yeah. Because it's so disgusting. Yeah. Even Quentin Tarantino said that was one of the worst um, scenes, yeah. gross movies. That because it was gross, dude. Overkill. Overkill, the amount yeah. And then <laughs> the people that have to clean it up are all like, you know, oh, it was just so sick, dude. It was so sick. And then he explodes and all that shit just goes flying everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, what did I just watch? What I didn't watch it because I was grossing out. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I was pretty inebriated by the time we got to like halfway of the movie. <laughs> so some of these sketches I vaguely remember. <laughs> that one I vividly remember just because of how gross it was. Yeah. But then once you get to like the latter years of like war and middle age and the autumn years, that's when I started to kind of like focus out of like the actual movie just because <laughs> I was kind of drunk. And it wasn't, like, the best movie to pay yeah. attention to. It's all I, I was sober as hell. I yeah. wish I would have been under the influence. Maybe <laughs> maybe I would have gotten some of the jokes. But they were real crude. And they were just weird, dude. Like, all these scenes were just, like, what am I watching, dude? Like, yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And uh, that catapult that they made, oh, I was, like, just watching that shit was gross. It was just a weird one. This one's guys, this one was fucking strange. I mean, I expected the Monty Python troupe, you know. Well, this was the last one that they did where they were all together. Yeah. And they, you can kind of tell that they were kind of like losing like their luster. Because this came out in 1983 and they were like really big in their heydays in like the early, late yeah. 60s, early 70s. And this you know? was the one when Graham Chapman, right? That was the last one before he died. Yeah. I was reading that, you know, that scene where he's fucking, when they do the transplant, I think it was, mm-hmm. where he's holding like a, an arm. Yeah. He's actually, he's actually, uh, he's held an arm because remember he was, he was studying to be a doctor oh, or yeah. he was a doctor. Yeah, yeah. And in med school, he actually had, you know, and that's why they put that in the movie because he had done, he had actually, <laughs> he had actually, actually held a fucking arm, a whole intact arm. When he was going to school. So, yeah. Let's go ahead and go over these actors again. We mentioned them a lot in the previous Python movie that we discussed. So we have John Cleese. Mm -hmm. And then Terry Gilliam. Yep. He's the one that we mentioned that does the animations. Yes, and the screenwriting. He's the director, too. Yes. And then you got Eric Idle, who's probably the more... Famous and probably the more um, lucrative. Um, yeah, he's the Financially. Voice. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, probably make the most money of all of them. Terry Jones. Who's the one that likes to dress up as a woman? That's Terry Jones. Terry Jones, right? Yeah. He's always the girl. He was the mom in the like, <laughs> yeah. Brian. With his really high Like, he's really annoying. <laughs> he is. Super annoying voice. Then you got Graham Chapman. And then Michael Palin. Michael Palin. That one was funny in terms of like when they were doing the military drills and they're like, who else has somewhere better to be than here marching? Oh, I guess who was in that scene? 
Yeah. Fucking Michael Caine was in that. Oh, really? Yeah, he was like an extra in the... Where they have the Zulu fighters. Yeah. He was actually in that scene. Michael Caine, dude. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, those uh, six are the Monty Python troupe that have been in uh, the movies. And this was the last one where all six of them were in it together. Together. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think a lot of it has to do with uh, when they kind of came up with this movie, they were, I read somewhere where they were kind of having somewhat of a difficult time to come up with like the ideas for it to have like one continuous feature film, kind of like the previous ones. Yeah. They were, they were debating whether to do like World War Three, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's why they kind of came up with these different sketches. Uh, But the thing is that the sketches and the songs and and the songs are all kind of like these own small little. Think of it like SNL skits. You know what I mean? Like it's just like a bunch of sketches into one, (laughs) where there's an overall theme of like what's the meaning of life. But each one, it's very hard to kind of interpret. Yeah. So then once you watch the whole movie as a whole, you're still kind of left confused as to like what well, exactly the is meaning? the meaning of life. They don't even like give you like, the answer, you know? <laughs> the, That's why. The fish kind of give you like some ideas as far as like just be nice to people, right? Mm-hmm. Don't like kind of eat healthy or something. They kind of leave like a message to the audience yeah. at the very end. At the end. Um. But it was still very strange, very odd, like you said. How long was it? It was long enough. Yeah, it was an hour and, what, 40 minutes? Give or take. It was... But, oh my God, it was too long. I was was ready to fucking fall asleep. I don't know. It was just so weird. It was just one of those... It was an hour and 47 minutes. Ah, it was close. Yeah. And you could feel all... Hours and 47 minutes of them. Yeah, it was kind of torturous. <laughs> it was kind of like, ah, oh, damn, when is it going to end? So you can you can kind of know where this is going as far as the rating is concerned. <laughs> but this movie was, it, it had a $9 million budget, and it actually made $42.7 million in the box office. Yeah, because at the time, huh? Well, yeah, and they were kind of famous. Exactly, like they were. It was bringing the whole band back together again. You know what I mean? And for anybody that's like a Monty Python fan, you know, I mean, this is still what you're getting. Exactly, it's still gonna be funny. (laughs) You're gonna like like their sense of humor, and it's British humor too. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you gotta go with the flow there, because some of their accents are real hard to like, like understand. But I mean, the jokes are there. The jokes are there. There's some funny stuff, but then some of it's real crude, and you're like, how did they really just do that? Like, the guy who wanted to commit suicide, and the way he wanted to commit suicide was having all these girls, um, topless girls wearing thongs, running running behind, like, running after him, and then he fucking dives in the cliffs of Dover, and we're like, what the (laughs) hell is that? You just see like 30 chicks running after him all yeah. topless and they all have the same body. Yeah. Because of course, back then, implants, no way, you yeah. know. This is real titty shit. But it's funny because there's a bunch of them running after him and he's just running, you know, away. Maybe I should rewatch that part <laughs> I vaguely remember that. Yeah. So they're running after him and they're all wearing, of course, tennis shoes. and yeah. like, But they all have thongs and they're fucking, you know, topless. 
and they all have the same shape, and they're just all these girls running after this one guy, and then you just see him, like, jumping off the cliffs of Dover, and then the girl's just, like, watching, and it's like, that's how he wanted to die. It was just weird, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> and then I thought, why am I watching this? <laughs> that's why the meaning of life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, we watched this because we had already seen the Holy Grail yes. prior to when we started doing the podcast. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And then we saw Life of Brian. Right. Which, do you recall how you rated that one? We've got to go back and kind of Life look at Life of Brian? I think you gave it like a three or, or a two. Or two or I three. know it wasn't that yeah. great, but. But then because we watched that one, we're like, oh, we might as well watch this one. <laughs> Regret? <laughs> Meaning alive. <laughs> no, this was just way out there, dude. I was like lost from the first 10 minutes. I was like, what am I watching? Like, what's this movie supposed to be? I guess that's why I had that, you know. I went into it like if we're going to watch Life of Brian kind of, yeah. you know, a story, yeah. you know, or, or something like that. But... Once it started with all these little skits and it jumped around and then you're wondering, okay, what did I just watch? And what was the meaning there? You know, it was just like question after question. (laughs) And I was left with more questions. So then what is the meaning of life? You're not going to know when you watch this movie. That's for damn sure. (laughs) You're not going to find the answer at all. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all, man. So yeah, you can tell my rating's going to be... I, can I go zero? I <laughs> if you want. A negative one, maybe? <laughs> Dang. I just that. didn't like it, man. I just didn't like it. And then the puking scene just, like, killed it for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, dude. I don't know what I just watched, but it wasn't good. The one part, it wasn't funny, but I thought it was clever, was when they go to the restaurant and they're, like... They're like on a date or... Oh, when they meet the Grim Reaper? When they meet the Grim Reaper and then the Grim Reaper sends them to heaven? No, right before that. But that was even weird too. too. Like they went to a restaurant thinking that it was a restaurant, but it turned out to be hell? Okay. Something like that? Something like that. But like I said, (laughs) the part that I remembered where they get the menu and it's like topics of conversation. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's what they were serving. Yeah. Conversations. Conversations. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's right. I remember that. So, yeah, that was kind of strange. It was but strange. It was, but, but it was like... That was clever. You yeah. know, it was like a clever little thing for anybody that's been on like a bunch of like first dates or just sitting at a table and you're just like, what the fuck do we talk about now? Kind of thing. <laughs> But. Yeah, but no, yeah, my rating for this one is definitely like less than one. Okay. For sure, because I didn't like it. Um, it had its, you know, come on, every sperm is sacred. <laughs> like. But that's they, satire. That's, but that's it obviously. is. But the way they, you know, they made it into a big production, <laughs> you know, like. Like all the singers and dancers. Imagine and, how much that was worth. Yeah, and all the kids. All and you know how some of the some of the scenes are kind of out there. They made sure that none of the kids heard or were involved in some of those parts where, you know, they weren't in the actual places like when John Cleese and the wife were gonna have sex. Yeah. 
they show them, but they're not, the kids aren't actually in the classroom yeah, yeah, when yeah. that happens. So, oh, yeah. I mean, they made it, yeah, you know. <laughs> but it was just so strange, man. Yeah. But that's good it was the last one, because I don't know, man. It was. <laughs> it was the last Monty Python movie for Yay! a while. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Which at least you can see you've seen them. Yeah, at least. So yeah. somebody tell me, hey, have you seen it? Yes, don't, don't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, run you're at a, your own risk. You run to a British person, you know, <laughs> and now you have something to talk about. It could be in the menu of conversation of Monty <laughs> Python movies that Yeah, the seen. menu. Yeah, no yeah. shit. No shit. Something to relate to, you know. Right, right. Mr. Creotone or whatever, puking all over the place. Yeah. Oh, God, that was disgusting. That was disgusting. Oh, that was disgusting, dude. <laughs> was it, it disgusting, though? It was bad, dude. It was like the buckets and everything, and then the cleaning lady having to clean all that, and then she turns out to be racist, and ah, it was just strange. See, it I forgot just... about that part, too. <laughs> it was just so weird, and I'm like, what did I just watch? But I'm glad it's over, because I don't think I'll watch it again, but it's memorable, I won't forget it, that's for sure, because I was like, damn, I have to, I have to do a podcast on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll always cherish it because it'll be in our forte, you know, like, episode we've seen it. 52. <laughs> episode 52. Yeah, episode 52. <laughs> this one, uh, because we already did the. Uh, Celebrity net worth of all yeah, of them. Drunk piece and We're going to go ahead and save that for another episode. Yes. But we encourage you guys to listen to the podcast. <laughs> to rate it yourself on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave your reviews and your comments. Um, we look forward to bringing out you more content. We're behind. For anybody that's following the schedule, we're obviously behind. Sorry, guys. But we are planning on watching all of those movies that are on season three. So um, we look forward to bringing out the next episode. And we thank it, you for watching thank you, and this if, Monty Python movie and the other Monty Python movie. And if movie. you do end up watching The Meaning of Life, make sure you're under the influence of something. <laughs> Maybe you'll get it, but... Or you'll just forget. Or you'll just forget it. (laughs) All right. You'll get it or forget it. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Good evening. Uh, Would you care for something to talk about? Oh, that would be wonderful. Our special tonight is minorities. Oh, that sounds real interesting. Um, what's this conversation here? Ah, uh, it's uh, football. You can talk about the Steelers-Bears game Saturday, or you could uh, reminisce about Ready Great World Series. No, oh, no, no. What is this one here? Ah, uh, that's philosophy. Is that a sport? Uh, no, it's more of an attempt to uh, construct a viable hypothesis to uh, explain the meaning of life. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Would you like to talk about the meaning of life, darling? Sure. Why not? Philosophy for two? Right. Wrong? Two, five, nine. Two, five, nine. Uh, uh, how do we... Oh, uh, you folks want me to start you off? Oh, really? We'd appreciate that. Okay. Well, uh, look, have you ever wondered just why you're here?
Well, we went to Miami last year and California the year before that. No, no, no I mean, uh, why we're here? Honest plan. Mm, no. Right. Uh, you ever wanted to know what it's all about? Nope. No. Right, you uh, Well, uh, see, throughout history, there have been certain men and women who've tried to find a solution to the mysteries of existence. Good mate. And we call these guys philosophers. Oh. And that's what we're talking about. Right. Oh, that's neat. Well, you look like you're getting the idea. So why don't I give you these uh, conversation cards? They'll tell you a little about philosophical method, oh. names of famous philosophers. They are, uh, have a nice conversation. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. He's cute. Yeah, really. Yeah. Understanding. <laughs>